COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to Napa Cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa Cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa Cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. Sign up for the Confessions of a Marketer newsletter at confessionsofamarketer.com slash newsletter. On episode 42 of Confessions of a Marketer, we continue our chat about turning data into stories. We have Bill Burkhardt, president of Wonderment Data Management, back in this episode to talk about some real-world examples of turning data into stories. We'll get to that in just a moment. Next time, we have Jeremy Goldman in discussing the future of marketing. And soon, Super Union's chief creative officer, Greg Quinton, will join us to discuss great design and more. And we'll also be joined soon by Beth Monahan of Inkhouse to discuss fear and the future of PR. And as I mentioned last time, I've got a new podcast I've been cooking up with influencer and investor Garnett Harriman, The Innovation Podcast. We've got a couple of new episodes available with interviews from Garnett's trip to CES, and you can subscribe pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts and listen at theinnovationpodcast.co. On to Bill Burkhardt. In the first episode with Bill, we had a wide-ranging chat about turning data into stories. This time around, we discuss some real-world examples and peer into the future of data. Hope you enjoy the chat. Let's get to it. Yeah, you mentioned earlier Sephora and Air Canada. You got any other real-world examples of companies using data to tell interesting stories? You know, travel sites certainly have you know, a, a clear opportunity to do that because there's such robust mm-hmm. experiences that, that can be played out. But I, I think, frankly, some of the work that our team does today for Best Buy, and you might think about Best Buy being a, don't they kind of sell stuff? Yeah. Don't they sell metal and uh, things you plug in? Isn't that what, what they what they sell? Well, when in fact, what they sell, um, they're selling experience too. Sure. And so the, the story there is why this combination of uh, visual and audio products actually deliver a, a complete experience that you can get the most for your dollar and the most for your entertainment dollar in terms of home entertainment. So, so the story is around manifesting and improving their customer experience within, within home entertainment. And by the same token, 
if, if you think about the whole experience around telecom, uh, telecom, are you buying uh, wireless service? Are you buying, you know, mobile service? What, what, are, what are you buying? What you're actually buying is a, a way to stay in touch yeah. and a way to always stay in touch. And so I think the concept of telecom around the story is staying in touch. Uh, around, around Best Buy, it's around manifesting and improving the entire customer experience. And it, because what, what also, if I take Best Buy again, the, the protagonist at Best Buy might be the complexity. If I want, if I want to install a home entertainment unit, uh, what's in store for me? As like, gee, I want to, I want to have a, an approved, you know, entertainment experience. Um, whoa, I need hey, some. You got somebody to help me, <laughs> right? Someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And the hero in their case is the geek squad. Yeah. So that becomes the, the conflict resolution. Wonderful experience. A lot of stuff in boxes. How do I marry those two together, and, and the Geek Squad becomes the, you know, the the, the resolution to that to, to that conflict. And it's it's interesting because Best Buy was kind of written off a few years ago. I had an experience with them recently. I bought an appliance, and it was one of the best experiences I think I've ever had anywhere. And this is not obviously a paid promotion. It, it was so it was it was almost out of context though because you read all of, all about all the time about brick and mortar kind of coming to an end. And yet there's Best Buy seemingly thriving, in, relatively speaking. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and uh, all you have to do is look at the history of their stock price and, and see that yeah. what they've done over the last uh, over the last year. You know, I would say that they went through a period, as, as did many electronics retailers, where, where they were used as, as the storefront where people come in and browse mm-hmm. and then they buy on, uh, you know, any commerce site somewhere. For a bargain, and as electronics have become more complex, as the facets of home entertainment have become more inclusive, the value of service that you can you can get from Best Buy, and the value of having a guide to help you decide what could be best for you, has become a, a principal part of their uh, their success. And I'm sure price has obviously been a, an important driver too in volume, but but the concept of, of really having the ability of delivering an amazing service for you to help uh, facilitate, not just facilitate getting like that 70 inch flat screen TV into the trunk of your car somehow, some way, but, but, right. (laughs) I had a recent experience with Best Buy myself where I bought like a 60 inch television and the guy was helping me uh, get it to uh, a truck I borrowed. And, and uh, this guy helping me says, boy, you know, you should have got a 70 inch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah that's funny. Uh, if you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Yeah, so uh, th- that experience that I had uh, at Best Buy reminded me of the head of... Um, William Sonoma said some time ago that it's not Amazon that is killing uh, retailers, it's poor service that's killing retailers. And, you know, the experience I had was one of great service. You know, there's, there's no question. And, and by the way, I, I think the digital channels or, or the communication channels have an important role in that. Uh, and and exactly, the, yeah. the weaving of the story 
can begin with what might be a, you know, a digital experience that includes an ability to chat and an ability to utilize uh, AI-driven uh, chatbots to actually help help you, yeah. help you help yourself. Right. And, uh, you know, we've, we've certainly put a lot of our investment over the last I mean, 18 months in AI to actually deliver a, a more meaningful experience, uh, a verbal experience that based on a conversation with a customer, um, there can be a, a corresponding relevant uh, response. Yeah. And that's, that's another aspect of, of service that helps you, I think, get prepared for what you would expect to find when you get to a physical location. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's, it's, up to, it's up to the retailer to make that happen once you're in their physical location. Right. Kind of following that inverted pyramid, I'm going to ask the broadest question at the end. So, you know, data seems to be coming out of the shadows. And, you know, I talked with your colleague Jacques Van Niekerk a few times on this podcast, and we joke that, you know, uh, he he made the comparison that data is kind of like oil. And I said, well, the only thing is that in 50, 60, 70 years, we're going to run out of oil, but we're never going to run out of data. So where do you think we're headed with data? You know, the wave right now is absolutely uh, on the side of, of more, not less. Yep. And what I believe will push to force the ebb in data is the looming, you know, privacy uh, regulations that that we see, uh, you know, we we are our our data installations that that we maintain for our clients are are GDPR compliant, mm-hmm. um, which is governs European data. But there are lo- there's looming legislation in in California yeah. that's very close to to GDPR, so we recognize that that's going to happen. That will cause somewhat of an ebb in the flow of digital data, but at the same time, all the massive new devices that are being created are also generating, you know, more data yeah. that's actually first-party data uh, being generated. So, so I think the concept of having a, a way in which pipes can be created to better, more quickly manage that data uh, within our, our installations today, we've, we're streaming data. As data is being generated by a consumer, we actually think about it's going directly from you to the tank of your car, if I can use the oil analogy, <laughs> and <laughs> right. and it's kind of it's it's not going through a well. It's at the refinery now. We'll get back to you in in thirty days. Yeah, and then finally it gets on that truck, and the truck gets to the station and fills the tank. No, it's like the data you're 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 generating data, or ingesting immediately, and then responding to it in some in some way. And those big pipes that have to have to affect that and make that real are those pipes that we build and, and manage today. But the pipes have to get kind of have to get bigger to manage that. Well, Bill, it's been a pleasure having you here. Hope you have a good stay in Omaha, and thanks for joining me. Thank you, Mark. Thanks to Bill for being here. Next time, Jeremy Goldman will be in the hot seat discussing the future of marketing, so stay tuned. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer is written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. 
It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.